you know, go back to the, the power for good and evil, but if, if you can have just made a difference for one person and make them believe in themselves, or, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's why I would hope teachers go into teaching. Yeah. So if I, and you, you verbalised that I've maybe done that for you. Yeah, no, you so have. Yeah, no, that's, for me, for sure. I'm proud, if I've made a difference to anyone, brilliant. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Guards of Eden. This episode is going to be with my English teacher from when I was aged 11 to 16. Um, I described it as a weird experience, but a weird in probably the best sense of the word. She's definitely one of the most influential people in my life in terms of growing up and learning to embrace my creativity. She's just so much fun, still is now, almost feels like she's barely changed from all that time ago. I've got no doubt that she's impacted so many guys lives because I went to an all-boys school um, which we'll talk about on there and all I can really say is is that she honestly is one of the best teachers I've had in and out of a classroom it was really fun conversation hearing her talk about talking and her journey through it and and there's just so much stuff that we cover and it it, it was almost a surreal experience I, I kind of blanked on it until I listened back because at the time I was so hyper aware of just how much deference and admiration I had for her as a student and knowing I was having like a big adult conversation with her, it was just fantastic. I'm I'm just so excited for you guys to hear it. Um, the perfectionist in me set wants to tell you that the sound quality isn't fantastic, but the conversation quality far makes up for it. And I can't wait you to hear wait for you to hear it. So here we go. Three, two, one, enjoy. Hey Miss M. <laughs> um so how long have you been teaching? Um, so I qualified in 1999. I have okay. to think about this, which then just makes me feel really old. I'm in my 20th oh, year. Oh, I feel so bad. I know. I, I was like, oh, that's a really long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 20 years this year. And how long was it at Southborough? So I've been here again, trying to think it through. 15 years. This has been my 15th year, so, which again is quite crazy. Yeah. So I was at Southborough. Oh God, you would have joined like around the time I joined. Yes. Yeah, because I started in. Oh four. Yeah, and I started in June of two thousand three. Ah. So I think you guys, like I say, would have been my first year seven coming through. Right, and I was, and I don't think I had you in year seven. Maybe. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, I think so. So did I have you? I I know I had you from year eight yeah, to eleven. I'm, that I'm confident. Much of an impact. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I knew that it was at least four. I yeah. wasn't sure about five. I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I don't remember anyone else teaching yeah. me. No. I do that. I block yeah. everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, you, you were such a showstopper. <laughs> I just I didn't even There's remember no anything before. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you feel like growing up you were going to go into teaching? It's so sad, but I really, I am that story. Really? So when I was at school, I remember um, in my second, it was called second year in those days, year yeah. eight for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had a geography teacher and she, I loved her. I literally wanted to be her. Right. And like from that moment, I was like, I'm going to be a geography teacher. And yeah. that's all I wanted to do. Didn't think about anything else until I then got to A-levels and my geography teachers were awful. But oh, I'd already no. decided then I was going to be a geography teacher. Sure. So I was like, right, it won't be geography, then it'll be something else. Yeah, because I, well, I felt similar about teaching because of you, because that was what I was considering um, in year 12 before I proceeded to just fall off a cliff as a student. But <laughs> I did, happens. but I... It, the funny story was I went to went to Coombe Girls as the mixed sixth form mm. and I got on to biology but I, w- I shouldn't have done it because I didn't do double science right. so the first week I knew nothing wanted to drop it and they said because your GCSE scores 
you've got to take four ASs. Right. And they were like, right, there's like, I think there was maybe 12 subjects in like six in one block, six in another. Mm. And they just went, right, you've got three hours, pick something. And I was like, okay. so I picked English language and lit combined yeah. and proceed. So what did I get? I got maybe like 90 out of 120 on language and got 21 out of 120 on lit. Mm. Cause I just hated literature, yeah, like anthology again. Yeah. And it was like banging my head against the wall. I, I just didn't enjoy it. But, but yeah, I, I think that was how I kind of initially thought about teaching. But I do, I just think it's weird that, you know, if you ask anyone and we kind of in teacher training, they do this a lot. They're like, think sure. of a teacher that had an impact right. and you can find a teacher that literally broke you yeah. or made you. And do you know what I mean, I guess I had that one teacher, like I say, I just, she was, you know, she was young, she was brilliant. And I was like, I, that's, I want to be there. Yeah. And I never thought about anything else because I guess my parents, you know, they weren't high flyers, didn't go to uni or anything. Sure. So I didn't have really a role model of anything else. Yeah. And I was like, that looks cool. And then like, that's, that's what I wanted to do and then did. And at so, no point really have swayed away from it. <laughs> it's so similar to my story, actually. Yeah. Because my mum and dad weren't like academically yeah. high flyers at all. But um, yeah, so interesting. Because that was, I, I looked to you and I, like, as, as my English teacher and was kind of like, you were the first person that kind of embraced my creativity and sensitivity mm. and it's kind of why you being on here was so important because mm. I was like, well, you were the first person that kind of looked at me and was like, no, all this creativity stuff's it like really great. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh God, like maybe it will be. And yeah. then now I'm kind of using it as like my spare time hobby, hopefully building something with it, yeah. so... But yeah, it was a no-brainer. And that's the crazy thing, though, that I think the impact that you can have mm. is frightening. Yeah. But you can use that power for good or evil. But, like, yeah. I don't... I wonder... <coughs> sorry, I wonder how many sorry. teachers actually think about that. That actually yeah. go, you know, that that's an immense power. Yeah. Which I've, is brilliant and beautiful and wonderful. But, you know, I wonder how many people don't consider what that can do. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, on both ends. Yeah. Good and bad. Course, 100%. Like... Yeah, because you you're spending as much time with students as parents sometimes yeah, are. Yeah, of course, of course. So I, yeah, you, of course, you, you're, you're, uh, you've been massive for like loads of, yeah. loads of students. Good or bad, hopefully good. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, well, from... I'll catch up with some of them eventually. Yeah, I mean, all of my friends that, like Rob, Fred, who I still keep in contact with, have both like, they've always said that they loved you as a teacher. Yes. Yes, so I, I mean, if, so you're like three. You've got at <laughs> no, least I'll three. That. I'll take that. Everything three else, <laughs> every, everything else yeah. is a bonus. Yeah. How were you as a student? Um, I, bizarrely, the same as I am now. Really? So massively, like inquisitive, interested, bit leery, <laughs> opinionated, but in a nice way. Right. Um, I, I honestly don't think I've changed, really? which is frightening. Um. <laughs> But I just, I remember even my teacher saying to me that you kind of knew where you stood. And I, I'd right. like to think as a teacher, yeah. I've done the same thing. Like if you ask, even you as a grown up, yeah, yeah, yeah. but ask my kids, they know where they stand with me. Oh yeah, And, and if yeah, I, I get it wrong, I'm the first to go, right, I'm sorry. Like I'm the first if, you know, because I play yeah. off my humour. But if I, if I play it wrong, I don't mean to hurt people. No. And you go, right, I'm sorry, that was my bad. And I think I did exactly the same as a kid. Yeah, but Cheeky, it made... chappy, but you know. But it made me, yeah, it made, it was... I think it's so understated for a, for a teacher-student relationship to know that. Mm. Like, we just knew, like, there were certain jokes that... I mean, we pushed, ba like, and boundaries. You that's what you That's what kids do. And we found out the hard way, which was great. Yeah, like if we had pushed to way, but no, I think that's life, right? But it was like, that yeah. one maybe went too far, because you'd be like, no, don't do that! <laughs> and we'd be like, 
Oh, crap, she never yeah. shouts at us exactly. that. Now we've learned. We that. probably did it like three or four times. Yeah. But I remember we had a big detention and there was like, it's maybe like seven of us. And like, it's just a dangerous amount. And yeah. you'd gone and done something and said, right, like, I'm going to do whatever. And we did something with your smart board or something. And you were just like furious. <laughs> and we were like, you're like, you're here for this problem. And we were like, let's just but sit I think it out. That's the whole point, isn't it? With school or whatever that, you know, it's boundaries, isn't it? You, yeah. you need to learn things in life that actually there is a, like there is an, a kind of an unwritten rule or a, a line drawn. No. And you only know by going up to it and going, how much were they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, okay. Now I've learned. But it felt like, yeah, the moment we, we like, Went toes over the line. Yeah, that you got. You we were like, no, yeah. get back. And but that's. And it, it was great good. for us because, yeah. yeah, naturally we were boundary pushers all yeah. of our lot. Well, I our, think ev- our like everyone should be. Yeah. You know. Oh God. That's how you find yourself. So when you um, when you had the crappy geography teacher, or at least the geography <laughs> yeah. teacher that was <laughs> there yeah. was like about yeah. to break you, but. Did, what sort of career paths would you have thought of if you hadn't got into teaching? I like? honestly didn't have, I guess because I'd done it from about 11 or 12, I didn't right. really have another game plan. So I, I was a care assistant, so uh, okay. kind of during my A-levels and stuff. So, you know, background is we didn't have much money. Sure. Um, so kind of during my A-levels, I was working and, and my mum was a care assistant. So I kind of became a care assistant because she did. <laughs> Um, so I was doing care assistant and then did it when I was at uni, came back and was a care assistant for Kingston Borough Council. Um, and I loved it. And I like, it's a brilliant job and it's, you know, a vocation and yada, yada. And I was then like, right, you've just spent quite a lot of money to get a degree. Sure. And I kind of had to have a word with myself to go, your mum's brilliant, but you don't need to become your mum. Right. Like sure. you paid money to get a degree. Unless you actually go and do a teaching degree, you will be a care assistant until you die. Right. And that's fine. But you kind of went and got an English degree because you want to do something else. For sure. So I then, I, I did it for a year and then kind of had a word with myself. I was right, you need to go and do a PGCE. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I did a teacher training degree and then became a teacher. And I left kind of just before I came to Southford, actually. Mm-hmm. So I taught at Hollyfield up the road for three oh, years. And I was like, okay. I'm leaving teaching. I'm never going to be a teacher again. <laughs> I'm going to go find myself. I went to Africa. I lasted about three months. Right. Came back and then was like, I'm became a teacher I came and got a job here oh, that's so amazing see Hollyfield you know they'll break <laughs> yeah, you they break me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it, I kind of got to that bit where I was just like you, what else are you going to do sure. are you going to be a teacher forever and I was like no so three years in stopped and then obviously came back to it and I guess I'm now at that bit again going right I'm 42 mm-hmm. what am I going to do am I like I'll be working till I'm 65 am I going to do this yeah. So I'm 65 and I'm like, oh my God, am I? What can I do now? I'm qualified for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of at that moment where going, you are a teacher. You yeah. just, you're a teacher. Yeah. Like, you're not a bad teacher, I hope. Um, so I wouldn't say stick so. With it. Yeah. And a bit, is that I mean, true? you might have got rusty over the years. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, what I, I guess in my head, I was like, I want to be David Attenborough. I'll be a photographer. I'll be oh, whatever. Wow. But I'm just, you know. Yeah. I guess I'm a teacher. Yeah. And a good one. Yeah, so I, get, I don't yeah. think so. I'm a teacher. Like, it's yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a brilliant, it's a vocation. Yeah. So you, so even the interest in geography, you still went and studied English? Yeah. How did that so happen? I was, I was doing A-levels. So I was doing geography, RS and English. Sure. And like I say, I genuinely was geography, geography, geography. And my geography teachers, and that's, again, yeah. the power of a teacher can oh, be a bad time. thing. Um, that I was like, well, I just, they made me hate geography and I loved it. Um, so I was like, well, I'm actually really enjoying my English. So I'll just go and do English then. Sure. Um, and I, I like if you look at my life 
as a result. Yeah. I clearly am an English teacher who travels the world, so I think the geography is still in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. yeah. But I, I guess in my head I was just going to teach. Yeah. And I never, I, you know, we had some careers advice at school. Like, I went to a good school in Kingston. I went to Tiffins. Oh, but wow, I, yeah. I don't ever remember anyone going, right, let's change your mind about this. No. I don't ever remember anyone saying anything to me, really. Yeah, because my, I mean, yeah, I now work, I mean, we think, I speak to my cousin about it, because obviously I'm working with him, but I'm in social media for like a digital fitness brand, like, mm. you could have never told me that's what no. I was going to do, because it didn't exist, so yeah. that's, a, that's another thing. And this is, the, this is the thing, so I was talking, I've got, um, my nieces are now 21, and I was kind of, I was with one of them on the weekend, mm. and we were talking, and I was like, you know, blah, 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 career, and I was like, you won't have a career, mm. I was like, you will do a series of jobs, I was like, yeah. I've got a career. And, you know, people of my age and my parents' age had careers. We went right. into a job that we stayed in forever. I was like, you're doing stuff at the moment. She does, like, social media stuff similar. Sure. And I was like, you're doing stuff that you'll probably do for a few years. Yeah. And you'll do something else that might not even be invented yet. I was like, it's a different world for you, which is brilliant. Yeah. But scary as hell for us. Because oh. we're trying to send you off into that. Yeah. We don't know what exists. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard. Yeah, it's... And I just think our attention span as a generation in terms of, like, we just get bored quicker. Yeah. Like, but why would you not? No, I, yeah, I think the world's just too. It's so small in a way now in terms yeah. of like you can get everywhere, yeah. do everything. It's like that you. It's like being spoiled for choice. Yeah, it's like going in an ice cream shop as a kid and seeing millions going, of flavors ah, and being I like, oh my god, yeah. what do I like? Yeah. What do you do? So, and I just think even like with me as a kid, you know, if we wanted to know something. We had to look it up in a book. Right. Or, you know, if you had a song lyric going around yeah. your head, you'd be like, oh, what is that? Yeah. You can literally do Shazam now, whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas, you know, that just didn't exist. If I wanted to know something, I couldn't just Google and get the answer. Yeah. Like, oh, which is brilliant because you've got all this stuff at your fingertips. But you're right. That immediately takes away the, the, the need to, like, write it down, go find it three weeks later if the library's open, whatever. You can yeah. just, it's immediate. So how can you not have a job that would relate to that as well? Immediate interest, not interested, go do something else. Like it's so true. It's just bizarre. Yeah. How how have you found that teaching's changed over that like over that time? I think for that reason, and that's where I'd love to think that you know we're we're giving you know the youth of today the right skills, but I'm not sure we are. Right. Because I think education in itself we've got all these brilliant things at our fingertips mm-hmm. um, and we use them as much as we can so you know I'm really lucky that I can now you know if I'm teaching some Shakespeare or I'm teaching some poetry I can immediately show the images and, and show all this stuff online and help you out and then we expect you to go into an exam hall and handwrite an answer for two hours right like the two just don't match up you are never going to do that um, so and all this brilliant stuff that we teach you and we get you to use we then take away for the very bit to give you the qualification yeah. to go and do your life. Yeah. Like, there, I think the, the education system's about 15 to 20 years behind right. everything that we should be giving you. And I don't know how that will ever change. And, like, yeah, because obviously the work that my cousin's doing at the moment in terms of um, with schools, and I hate bringing him up, but, yeah, he's just said, like, how that now the, the government, uh, they're taking so much money away from, like, exercising mm. schools... And he's like, he doesn't, like, the government don't realise that if you get a kid healthy, active, they're going to be more productive, happier. And that it's counterintuitive to just be like, no, no, we're going to take all this money out and put it in academics when they're going to be switched off in class if you're engaging them in other ways. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the issue is you've got policymakers that are, you know, 
20 to 30 years older than me. So I've right. been out of a classroom for yeah. way too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going, oh, let me think what a 15-year-old boy needs. Well, you haven't got a clue. You haven't been one for 30, 40 years. I mean, that's prevalent in just everything, yeah, I feel like, yeah. in terms of, like, marketing and business and that are like, oh, yeah, I know what the 18-year-old, like, person we're selling to does. And it's like, no, no, you, no, you actually clue, haven't yeah. got any idea, but... And that's about, I just think... It's sad that you can see sometimes, and especially, you know, the struggle is real. Yeah. That you're trying to teach stuff going, I get, I get why you're going, what's the point of this? And yeah. I'm like, I know, but yeah. until they change something, I've just got to get you through the yeah. skies for your next step. Um, oh, yeah, of and course. And try and do it in that way. Do you but, feel like you've had to adapt your the way you teach over the years? Or do you yeah. feel like, yeah? I think, again, because everything's so immediate and so, you know... Like I say, even that finding out stuff or, you know, yeah. I want to look up a word mm-hmm. where you can just now, like I do it myself, I've got a Kindle. Yeah. Gone are the days right. when I'm like, I'll just put that book aside, get a dictionary out. I literally yeah. click on it and it gives me the definition. Right. <laughs> so it's immediate. Like yeah. you've, of course, you, you, you have to uh, go with that. Sure. But that changes the way you do things. So actually sometimes you want to do it in an old fashioned way just to go. Like, we, we've had days where the computers have gone down. Oh, my goodness. It's like, what? Yeah. We can't teach. And I'm like, yeah, you can. But teachers have been teaching without yes. computers for years. And whereas there are some teachers who have never taught without a computer. Which is why They wild. genuinely go, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, um, you do it like this. Because, yeah. you know, when I started, we didn't really oh, God, necessarily com- have smart boards and stuff. Yeah, I think we got smart boards in maybe in the mid, like in the middle of my time here. And the computers at the back were so slow that you almost tried. Up. Really? <laughs> But I remember you just, uh, it was like, there's just no point using them yeah. after a while. Yeah. So we bet, I don't think we ever, I think the smart board was like this weird thing where it was like, oh my God, like you've got four different colour pens. Yeah, and if you lift really it up, yeah. And you'd lose like three of the pens and yeah. it'd be like, there'd be a, like a, a whiteboard marker in one yeah. slot. <laughs> there'd be like... Just have a look over there, it looks exactly the same, just so. Oh yeah. <laughs> At least you've kept all four of your markers. <laughs> because no one steals from my um, But yeah, but that's, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, because I always thought, I guess, I mean, it's relevant everywhere, but like, I thought, oh, you're good at your job. No matter how much changes, mm. stylistically, you, you'll be able to keep it the same. But I guess you do have to adapt. Yeah, well, you're d- I think, you know, the, the essence of how I do things and, mm. and that way is still the same. But you have to, you know, you have to roll with it a bit. But again, you, I think we are limited by the, the end result, which is I have to try and get you guys through GCSEs or A-levels. Right. And until they change that format, mm-hmm. like I can do, you know, whistles and bells and jazz hands to get you there. Yeah, but yeah. ultimately you still have to be able to pick some stuff out of a book and write about it. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, so kind of adapt, but I guess the bare bones of what I do yeah. is probably still the same. And one thing that now that my friends are becoming teachers, I find it funny because I don't have to worry about it. Mm and watching them have to worry about it is hilarious is social media yeah like how much has that changed like in terms of like how you have to be <coughs> sorry no sorry it's I think it's I think it's scary for you guys really I, say, I mean yeah. you're a little bit older yeah now, but, but like the guys I'm teaching sure I would hate genuinely hate to grow up now yeah with I, social media. I would like I it's horrible yeah it's horrible seeing you know the stuff the images you get all the the horrible things that are said right like bullying's pretty grim anyway when you're a kid oh yeah of course. and then hide behind a screen yeah and see these images that you know are fake yeah. if you're a grown-up like yeah, you, yeah you yeah. get the you know yeah. how it's been <laughs> changed 
But if you're looking at that going, this is the ideal I need to be, oh my God, it's awful, it's brutal. Oh, I hate but there's, it. There's brilliant things about it. You can yeah. have a nice community and you can feel safe, mm. but I just think it's, it's horribly dangerous. Yeah. And I don't, like, you can't turn back time, nor do we want to. No. But I just, I, I think me, and I'm quite a, you know, ballsy woman, <laughs> but if I was growing up with this, I don't know how I'd cope. Oh, it's, it, I remember when I was working at summer camp and my first year was 2012, so social media wasn't really, it was like, it was still like your mum had Facebook and yeah. it wasn't that cool. And then... It's never cool for your mum's Facebook. <laughs> oh, God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um... But then I think my third year was the 2015 year and it was like, it was building steam then yeah. and like kids were on Instagram and stuff and I was like, and of course they're trying to find me and yeah. they found me and I was like, and how old was I? I was 22 and I was still like really being, I, the politically correct way is being socially active. Yeah. But yeah, I was just drinking and, and they'd be like, oh my God, look at that photo. And it's mm. like me doing like a beer funnel on yeah. holiday and... And I just thought, oh God, like teach, like all of my teacher friends, it's like, you've got to like, first of all, it's got to be locked. It's got yeah. to not have your name on it. And oh God, I was thinking like in my head, it's like all of my Instagram, everything is just my name. I haven't yeah. got to have anything locked. I can do whatever I want if I'm getting drunk. And like, I think that's know. the scary thing that even, you know, like in teaching. So one of the first things, it's terrible, but if someone comes for an interview, the first thing you do is like a uh, bit of a social media troll there. Oh, big time. Um, and literally, what do you find? And you make a judgment straight away. Yeah, of course. And that's like that's not just teaching; that's any job. So it's just like, a new you way to tell of the kids of do, about this as well. You know, the first thing if you've applied for a job for me, I'm going to Google you, and if the first thing I see is a picture of you being an absolute donut, yeah. <laughs> drunk out of your face, like that's I've made that judgment before you've been walked in my building. Oh, big time. So just be kind of savvy about it. I I I've had to in terms of knowing that I was going to pursue whatever. It's like all on my Twitter, like deleted all my tweets. Um, yeah, and it's not like, <laughs> in terms of like, there's just, in terms of I'm not even saying anything too crazy, mm. but I'm into like sports, like American sports, and it happens all the time. Someone gets really successful, mm. bang, they find his tweets, like yeah. they did it to Kevin Hart, mm. and he had like his homophobia stuff being yeah. said, and it's like, what did you do? think I didn't grow in seven years? Yeah, like, yeah. Of course I don't feel that way now, yeah. and it was, you know, it was taken out of context, but um, yeah, I think it's just something for teachers, I'm like, oh God, I couldn't think of anything worse than and that's the bit i think you you know there's actually a teaching standard one that is like yeah. it's a professional standard sure that you have to think about this yeah so you know it's a bit like i guess with the whole you know if you look at the the sportsman at the moment you know the australian rugby guy oh, yeah, made of course, just, yeah the guy's a fool yeah but i'm not saying his opinion he can have that opinion that's fine it's not one i share but you are in a position where you can't say that in public yeah. so I you know I'm very conscious as a teacher mm -hmm. that when I if I'm even teaching something like I will caveat that in a room like even jokingly with Lady Macbeth before yeah. I start teaching right. I'm like guys I'm gonna let you know I love Lady Macbeth right so I will put a spin on the way I teach her yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean and you yeah. just have to go because it's impressionable yeah <coughs> and oh, you can it can be really dangerous oh, of course yeah it's um <coughs> it's um it's like choke away sorry yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it, it was just the first thing I thought of when I thought of you, and I was like, you've been able to teach somewhat like, with all this like privacy yeah. offline for years, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'd imagine the school probably like it in terms of like you having like you being able to promote stuff through your view. Um, but, and obviously I looked at your Twitter and was kind of like, yeah. oh, I like all of these like trips and everything. And, and then you'll get an occasional me yeah. like reading an article and then going, yeah. and I, and I, 
have to consciously go, what, this is my private account, but I'm well aware yeah. that kids follow this and parents follow this. So, you know, sometimes if I don't want it out in a public domain, then I don't put it on there. Yeah. But I can't, you know, I'm, I think about that, whereas I'm not sure... There are, we have a generation that don't realise that once, you know, you give it wings, yeah, it's out yeah. there, you can't get that back, oh, then don't the moment, put it out Yeah, because people screenshot stuff now of and course, everything, and yeah. it's like, well, once you've hit send, it's, yeah, you're done it's now. Done. Yeah, you've just got to, you've got to kind of die on that sword. Yeah. But do you have, like, many moments, do you have any, like, significant moments in your career where you've, like, you've gone into a classroom and you've been, like, or anything and just been, like, wow, I, I don't think teaching's for me? Um, I've had, m- yeah, only a few, a few and far between yeah. where I've literally kind of gone I don't I don't even know what to do with this right. and sometimes you know sometimes it's me yeah. most of the time it isn't but you know sometimes I'm very good at going why was that like if a lesson went badly yeah, yeah, yeah. why was that awful well actually Jennifer Mosley that was you <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do XYZ had you done it would have done Yeah. but actually there'll be times when you just go I don't even know what went wrong there Right. and then you know we all have bad days Sure. Um, but I do remember and like I say very few and far between where I've yeah. walked out of a classroom and, you know, I'm not a crier, but I've walked oh, and literally yeah. burst into tears and go, I can't do this anymore. And then you kind oh, of have right. a word of yourself and go, right, get a grip. <laughs> Whereas I am a crier and I've done it like, I feel like I've done it maybe at every job. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the body coach, I've done it like four or five times where I've just like snuck out. And, just go, and I'm just like, this. oh God, like, I don't know if I have this in me. But, and summer camp especially, because we are working like 17 hour days. Mm. Yeah. After a while, the kids are just fed up of your voice. Yeah. So for me anyway, because... They don't have any change when I was there. So I'd have it a few times and they, you could just tell they're not into it. And you might be knackered and I'd be like, mm. oh God, like I'm exhausted trying to drag like 60 kids around yeah. in athletics and, and just being like, and then, yeah, I've cried. I mean, we cried when the kids left and stuff. And mm. that was always, I never thought that in my first yeah. year. I don't know if that's something you maybe had in terms of like your first set of people you yeah. came in with in year seven yeah. leaving. But I always thought like, oh yeah, I'm going to get on with the kids, but it ain't going to be like no, it's crazy. Bizarre, but yeah. I was like, I remember then kids leaving being and sobbing and being, Christ, like, I'm going to miss you and you're 14 and I, well, I was 19, but... But you have, I think, and that shows a good emotional attachment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you, you've given everything and mm-hmm. it means a lot. Yeah. And I think certainly in teaching, it's, it's so rare. Like, it's one of those jobs that you often don't get thanked. Right, so when someone su- does, yeah. you go, oh my God, and like, you get a tear on. Like even, yeah. you know, just you'll get, you know, a, a nice parent or whatever, or a nice kid yeah. will send you an email at the end of the year or, or buy you a card or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll literally ball because you oh. go, they're so few and far between. Sure. But you know you've made a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes, you know, someone saying that out loud makes oh, you go, of course. oh, I like <laughs> um, And that's why, you know, when you have those really down moments that you also know you've got people around you that can just go, okay, get a grip. Right. Or, and the reality is, if you have a lot of those down moments, and I guess the longer I've been in teaching, I've started training teachers and sure. coaching and mentoring teachers. And I'm like, if you feel that bad, then here's a clue, get another job. Right, yeah. Because actually, you, it's a thankless task teaching, sure. but it has moments of brilliance. Yeah. But if, you're, if your heart and your soul isn't in it, mm-hmm. and you don't put that love back, then it's not fair on the kids you're teaching. So I'm like, don't do it. Like, and kids I'm, are way more intuitive than we've ever course. given them credit for. Yeah. So they can see, like, oh, we knew it at Southborough. Like, yeah. You know the ones that are, are in it and the ones that aren't. Yeah, and if we knew, I mean, this is how ridiculous we were. I weren't in your class, but I've definitely been in others where you've looked at a teacher maybe, like, two lessons in and you're like, yeah, they're not going to be here long. They, yeah. they can't handle, like, our, our class. And that's awful. But, you know, even yeah. from the other side as a teacher, I'm like... 
you know, and I give people the skills or, you know, try and help them with the skills to be able to do that. And I can yeah. teach that. Yeah. But there's certain bits you can't teach. No. And the reality is, I, you know, it sounds even weird, but I think there are some, you're born a teacher. Yeah. And if you can't do it, then don't do it. Like, it's, an, it's a really important job. Oh, 100%. And, it, you know, we were talking before, yeah. you're like, you know, the impact you can have, like, it's a power. It's a dangerous, dangerous power. Yeah. And the majority, 99.9% .9 of teachers don't abuse that, which is why when someone does, there is outcry because it's yeah. horrible. Oh, big time. But because you have that influence and that power over young, impressionable minds... If you're n if you're not in it for the whole thing, then get out. Let right. you know it's not cool. No, like it's you can you can do serious. Oh yeah, we damage. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it can yeah, and it can damage you. Of course, like, and that's why you know I think if I ended up having more and more of those days where I'm like I can't do this, this isn't right, then I just you know I'd step out. Yeah, because it's I'd get you know, it's a job. Sure, you can get another one. Yeah, but. Very few teachers, I think, think of themselves as doing a job. Right. Like I say, the word vocation, it gets kind yeah, of branded yeah. around or banded around. But um, I think there ha is more to it. It's, it's, if, it. If it's about the pay, ain't nobody stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not just a, it's yeah. not in the same way. There's more to it than that. Yeah, 100 Your emotional attachment and everything. Oh, big time. What have you, like, used as, like, coping techniques for, like, those times? Um, I think I've got a very good network of of friends sure. um, and some of them are teachers and some of them aren't so mm. the, the best and the worst thing you can do is surround yourself with teachers right? which is why if you ever have a partner that's not a teacher and you yeah. go to the pub or whatever with yeah. them they're like I'm not going out with teachers because all you do is talk about kids and oh yeah 100% and the minute you step away from that and you someone else who's in business mm -hmm. they just give you a bit of perspective and go and no and you're like oh right okay. <laughs> so do you know I mean it's yeah. kind of nice to have a bit of both because you need someone who gets it and then you need people who can just go like in the grand scheme of things, mm. you you're losing the plot over something that's really not important. Yeah, and it's not uh, here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's why I think the older I've got, I've just got better at having a work life balance. Sure. That I'm kind of better now at leaving it in the building. Right. There's some, still some stuff that affects you. Yeah. And you you kind of you can't help and it'd be, it'd be wrong if yeah. that wasn't in your head. Sure. But you know, most of the time I'm like, nope, that stays at work and my home. Do you find that do you home. find that's do you find that's rare and it's unique to you or do you find it that a lot of teachers can do that like in terms of compartmentalizing um, the job leaving it at whatever time you leave this building i think it is i don't know it's quite rare i've tried certainly you know the more i've kind of been involved with teaching other teachers and have sure. been the head of department that i very much you know kind of get my staff to do the same right that i'm like no Certainly if, you know, I've got teachers, not that it makes a difference, but if mm -hmm. you've got your own kids. Yeah. But I'm like, no, you go home, you have a family. You yeah. can't be walking in the door going, I've got these 30 books to mark, I need to oh. you've got a child yeah. or children or a partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you, you know, work until, if you make your cut off six o'clock. Sure. Then you step out of the building and then your home time is your own. Right. I don't want your work interfering. And I, ver I consciously do that and try and get them to do that. You know, mm -hmm. whether they do or not is a different thing. Yeah. But unless you've had a particularly... And, you know, it's fortunate that the type of school this is, we don't have as many kids that will kind of have the impact, the negative impact in that way. Right. That you can you can leave it in the building. There sure. are some kids that, you know, something horrible has happened to them and you take that home and you go, oh, my God, what can I do about this? And you wait for the next morning. Yeah. But actually, the kind of school we're in, luckily, I don't have, yeah, touching wood, that yeah. we don't have that many kids 
that you know something horrible might happen and you genuinely don't know whether they're going to turn up the next day. Yeah. Um, and so you can leave it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think if I worked in a more, you know, a, a different school where they're, you know, they're, they impacted me, I probably would be burnt out by now. Right. I don't think I'd be able to do it. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people end up leaving. Yeah, because that's what, so that was the exact piece of advice that my teacher said to me when I said, oh, I'm thinking about teaching, you knowing me. The teacher had only taught me 18 months, but knew me very well. Um, and they said, you're really loving, caring. Um, I do think that you'd be good at it. One thing you may potentially struggle with is that it's happened to me before where you're worrying the moment a kid <coughs> leaves school, you're instantly worrying about what they've got to go home to mm. or, and it can weigh on you if you, if you let it yeah. build up all the time. You can easily be thinking about that kid and yeah. wondering, like, I've, you know, I've met the parents and they're not yeah, great, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's it's rougher. But they said like that. Just consider it. I don't think it, they didn't say it in terms of like you're going to be too emotionally invested yeah. slash sensitive. And but they just said, yeah, think about it because that is something you may struggle with because it's something that I struggle with and that mm. we share. But um, yeah, it's so hard, and I'm glad now because I think I would have. Yeah, and like I said, I think it does depend on you know every school has those kids that need help and. Right that you get attached to and you know it doesn't even have to be horrible things that they get attached, yeah of course but you know that they rely on you yeah but i just think i'm i'm quite good or i've i've got certainly got better mm -hmm. over the years of being able to go like yeah. i'll leave that and kind of pass that on to someone who because you know sometimes you can't do everything right so you pass it on to the right person and go well that's their job i hope they do it properly yeah fingers crossed and yeah everything. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and just go because you can't you as much as you want to be everything to everyone yeah sometimes you don't have that much left to give if no. you do that oh no of course you know what I mean? yeah yeah you're teaching hundreds of kids yeah. like, so if one kid takes that much energy yeah. you're, you're in missing a good them. way but yeah. yeah you kind of there's less of you to yeah. kind of give back if that makes what? sense it does make sense what do you what would you say like in a vacuum a kid has like a a real attitude problem and that can vary in whatever way you want it to be it can be kind of ambivalence to whatever mm. you're teaching or that they're actively a, a bugger yeah um <laughs> or someone that academically struggles for whatever reason mm. they do what do you think is more rewarding of turning it around attitude or academics um obviously the academic teacher would say the academia part yeah it's totally the kid like, yeah big time i'm a teacher of you know it's not my subject no I'm the teacher because I kind of interact with the kids and I, if you make that difference, mm -hmm. like I love my subject, I'm passionate about my subject, right. but I'm passionate about teaching sure. children and young minds and etc. Yeah. So if I can kind of impact there, it's the knock-on effect is huge. Yeah. So if I, if I get someone who's, you know, a pain in the ass and actually yeah. you win them round and you get them feeling good about themselves, then suddenly the rest of the stuff falls into place. Right. Because actually we're all kind of built from the same stuff we we will put up barriers yeah um and it might be an academic barrier because actually there's other stuff going on sure. and once we can work out that and deal with that then the other bits aren't as important yeah and I so agree. it's just easier so yeah, it was just definitely. it was yeah it's so it's so curious because there probably is some people who are like oh yeah i must you know? ensure that they can suddenly you know, yeah mr smith was a d student and now <laughs> exactly. he's an a yeah, maybe I'm the so exact same human myself. being yeah. and of course that's still a massive achievement yeah. it's not to downplay that but no. it's just that yeah i think that yeah as a teacher you work in the business of like yeah. young minds don't you so it's kind of winning them over so yeah, yeah. that's definitely the bigger picture yeah but so interesting the academic bit yeah 
Um, if you had to give a piece of advice to a person that's considering teaching, what would you give them? Um, make sure you know what you're doing. Okay. In a good way. Yeah. But like I say, it's not, you know, it, there's so much to it. Sure. So I kind of, certainly people who aren't in teaching or do business or whatever, I'm like, right, let me explain this in the terms you understand. I am a saleswoman and I literally sell to 30 people every 50 minutes and I turn that over. You see four clients a day. Yeah. So I'm a saleswoman. I'm also a social worker. Right. I'm also a parent. I'm also, do you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. actually just go, there's so many facets to it, which is why it's a, it's a brilliant job. Sure. Which is why absolutely everyone should do it if they can. Right. But you have to realise that you are so many different things. And as much as you plan your backside for something to go well, that you can't always plan. Like, it might go wrong, and then what are you going to do then? Yeah. So kind of just go in knowing that it's not anything that anyone can prepare you for, but that in itself is the most beautiful thing you can do. I love that. But it's, you know, yeah. it's tough. It's <laughs> tough, but a rewarding tough. Yeah. Um, outside of being able to deliver a curriculum, mm. what do you think is, like, the one skill or trait that you think's the most important for, to be successful in teaching? Um, I think to be... I guess to be honest and not in a lying way, but I mean to be truthful about things. Sure. That sometimes, you know, just say it as it is. Say it, why are you doing something? You know, whether you're 50 or 15, mm. if you're honest about why you're, what your end goal is, then you're more likely to get there. Sure. So kind of just be truthful about it. You know, I was that kid going, why am I doing math? Why right. am I doing angles? <laughs> yeah. And the teacher who tried to give me a story didn't work. And the, the person that went, yeah, you're right, you're never going to use this again. But actually, if you get this in an exam, then you here's steps four, five, and six for the rest of your life. Yeah, right. I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing poetry? Poetry's pointless. Yeah, it might be for you, but mm -hmm. it's also amazing and beautiful. But I get if you don't love it. But if you can answer it in an exam, then you can go and be the bricklayer. Yeah, that's yeah. your... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just be honest about where you're coming from. And I think certainly kids are very good at seeing through. Oh, I was a button pusher. I'm yeah. like, maybe, maybe it didn't manifest with you as much because I probably pushed a button early, realised, and was no, like, okay, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah, and I figured yeah. it out early. But, oh, I spent, I would say, at least year 10 to year 13, maybe in uni as well. But, like, I was, I, and I probably still do it now. I'm quite challenging to manage because even though I work hard and everything, I am trying to figure a a boss or a person yeah, out all course. the time and, it, and it's like I need to I'm, and I'm also like weighing myself up against that person and that might be more male mm. kind of egotistical sort of stuff but mm. um, but yeah I loved it no I need to figure out like how you're going to react to if I push this button yeah. this button this button and it is sort of sadistic and evil now but that's what kids are doing yeah, all the time and like, I think it's what you do in life I do it yeah you know how here like, what will happen if I do that? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter who it's to. What? And, you know, I'm a nightmare for doing it myself yeah. in every walk of my life. And we both play sport. Yes. So, and it's, and it's the primary yeah. way of competing. Yeah. Is to figure out how am I going to break you or... Because yeah. it's so... I've, I've always found sports way more psychological mm. than athletic. And oh, that's, yeah. I'm a terrible athlete is probably what I've told myself that. Mm. But, like... In football, yeah. If I could tell, like, if I said something to you that really got you, oh, yeah. and then I get a free kick and a card off you, I'm like, yeah, yeah one. And I do exactly the same. Yeah. So I, I'm captain of my hockey team, and I, we have kids that play for us, so we have cards. Sure. And I, you know, one girl came off, and she was like, they're just having a go at me. And I was like, the best way to annoy that old woman yeah. is to 
say it through your hockey because every time you don't react to her words, yeah. she's getting more wound up and she'll get a card. And I'm right. You know, you yeah. just you literally sign <laughs> got your number I'm going to do this oh god shit. playing adults at sports yeah. for me as a it's great. I played adult sport at like 16 yeah. but then I don't know if that's a, a byproduct of playing sport yeah. and I've always been that way or being a student and I've just like yeah, I think figured it, out ways all, but like I say I think it's just life isn't it that you you're constantly pushing boundaries to see how far yeah you can go with it it's yeah entertaining I said it I said it to um, I saw on the way up and I said, and she said, yeah, I'm still here. Like, everything's going <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, we're both still yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, God, you guys have got, like, patience of saints. Because I thought, after dealing with our lot and then being like, you've got to go and do that for another five years with another group yeah. of kids and another group of kids. But like, like I say, I, I think that's the, the good bit about teaching. Mm-hmm. Is that you, I can try and deliver the same, exactly the same lesson. Sure. To two different classes. And it won't go the same way because right. there's 30 different individuals in there that bring something to the mix. And that's why it's brilliant. Yeah. There is never a boring day in teaching. Because kids no. aren't boring. No. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not, like, you, you'll get some gag made or just yeah. some a different, imp- a, you know, interpretation of something and you're just like, that's why I do it. That's what our class was like. Yeah. We may not have been super, like, naughty as in rude naughty. No, but you but were we cheeky were, chappies and cute. And yeah, we were favorite. always trying to find something to prank on someone yeah. in our class. No, or you, like, do you know what I mean? I've, honestly, in the 20 years now we've been <laughs> teaching, I've probably come across... Maybe I can count on one hand lads that are actually not like not nice yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. I genuinely am like, I, I didn't like that kid and I, I would be happy never to see him again. <laughs> right. uh, everyone else, you yeah. know, you're just thinking, you're just kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when you see you as grown-ups and you just go, oh my God, you're just brilliant. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you very rarely do you have a bad kid. No, yeah. I mean, mean, that's probably more of a testament to you as a teacher, I think, well, to feel that way, but... I'll take that. <laughs> I don't think it's true, but I'll take that. I'll take a compliment, whatever that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you've been teaching... So, yeah, you've been teaching here... Long time. Yeah, years, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you said the years, I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but have you ever been intrigued into teaching back at, like, a mixed school or an all-girls school? I could... Oh, my God, I could never do all-girls. Really? So, yeah, no way. Um, <laughs> I, did, I started off mixed teaching, sure. and then, like I say, when I came back from travelling... I then did supply. Right. So I did like all girls, all boys, whatever, and just boys are, like boys are easy. Not yeah. in a bad way. No. Um, but they're just, it's, there's no hassle. Sure. I love teaching mixed. Um, and I, you know, I can fondly remember some of the girls I taught as well as some of the lads I taught. Mm-hmm. But girls just are tougher. Right. They're a tougher gig. They've also, I guess, I don't know if emotionally mature, they mature earlier emotionally. Yeah. So they become a bit, quicker to your tricks and yeah and they're just like I say the easiest way for me to explain it is you know you'll walk into a classroom of girls and they'll kind of side eye you look you up and down yeah. and three months later they'll have decided if you're alright yeah. and if not them and their mates are still kind of on your back six months later you oh. walk into a group of lads yeah. they're like what oh, miss yeah <laughs> or even if they hate you two minutes later they're like oh I've forgotten that because it's just not important like yeah, it's indifferent yeah. and I know that's horribly gendered and stereotyped no but it I but went in my practice of teaching that's what I found because I just thought wow you've been teaching boys all this time like would you have yeah, ever had by the itch by yeah, choice by cho- <laughs> that's uh, by design yeah. <laughs> what do you find like the, what do you think is the most common misconception about people that aren't teachers about teachers Um, I think if you were well, if you were to read if you're a daily mail reader <laughs> um, but that whole oh they work nine till three they're always on holiday and I just think it's insulting no it's insulting to assume <laughs> that we're like we don't do anything and like I say you know take the analogy 
you're selling, you know, I'm an English teacher. I teach poetry to boys. Yeah, right. I am selling a product that probably 23 people out of 30 don't want. Sure. And I have to convince them every 50 minutes that this product is fabulous. It's not faulty in any way. Right. And they need to come back and keep getting it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're doing sales. You're doing all these things. So, actually, I think the skill set is fabulous to be a teacher. Sure. But I think if you're not a teacher, they assume that... You know, maybe it's like Victorian teaching where kids will walk in, do exactly what they're told, leave, and then you leave the building at three o'clock and don't do anything. And, you know, saying that, we're at now quarter past five and you're still here. Yeah. So. And the reality is, you know, <laughs> I get, we get good holidays. So I, you know, mm-hmm. but we need them. Yeah. Like, and I know people bitch and moan about it, but yeah. like, if you oh, are, no. if you know any teachers, they are on their knees at the end of a half term. Oh, and usually they get poorly, you know, don't get me wrong, we get a few fabulous days, but actually yeah. we're knackered. Yeah. Because you're, you know, you're talking all day long. Yeah. And do, do you know what I mean? Not many jobs you end up doing that. Do you know what I mean? And you're getting a fresh bunch as well. So oh, even yeah. if you, even if you've worn them down to being obedient yeah. by like the 45th minute, you're yeah. like, Here's another I got, I got yeah, to do exactly. that for another. And I, th- I just think if you're non-teachers, but I think the minute anyone steps into a classroom who's mm-hmm. a non-teacher, they go, oh my God. Yeah. Like, who <laughs> Wow, your I job's just think the media, hard. like this, the media, isn't it? Let's yeah. blame the media for everything. But I, do, I think. Yeah, it's a safe bet. Let's just do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get, <laughs> bad, you, get you know, a bad rep. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. But I think that's the biggest thing to just assume we clock in and out with the sure. kids. And the kids don't even clock in and out at the same time, let's be honest. Yeah, no. So. Do you find, do you think that teaching's affected who you are personally? Um, yeah. Yeah? So there's, yeah, definitely. So there's. It, like it's terrible but I go back to the word vocation mm-hmm. so that no matter where I end up I end up kind of you can feel the teacher bit coming out in you sure so even like I was on a bus the other day and some fool was you know kicking off at someone and yeah. I wanted to do that <laughs> should I just go for a mediate yeah. like, it's just yeah. what you do that you know you want to get involved you want to help or it's you know I guess that's just me and I guess I have strategies which is brilliant yeah to be able to deal with certain things, mm-hmm. certain situations that maybe other people can't. Yeah. Or, you know, most of the time you can calm things down. Sure. Because I guess that's what you end up having to do if something does mm-hmm. rarely, you know, but if it does kick off. So all of that is in my walk of life where you will walk down the street and look at someone and go kind of, I, they haven't spoken, but I get their backstory because I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or yeah. you get some, some fool and you know, like in a shop being Larry. Yeah. And you just want to go over and just go, we both know it's not about this, something yeah. like yeah, 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 So yeah. kind of, I guess it all just peels into your your daily life, really. But I imagine so. any job does. But I think teaching, because you, you're you you're interacting with people so much. Yeah, 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 That actually, it can't not. Oh, of course, yeah. And it, and you, it is a vocation, somewhat. Like, it is yeah, like, it's, so. it's like a... You could, it's the one job I feel like for sure that you couldn't do unless you enjoyed it. No, and that's what I mean. Yeah. See, like joking aside, is I'm really well paid. Sure. In teaching. Right. If you put me into any other industry, mm-hmm. that's not good money. Right. But if it was about money, no teacher teaches. If right, it was about yeah. holidays, as fabulous as they are, don't get me wrong, yeah. I have brilliant holidays. Right. But if it was just about holidays, no teacher would be teaching. No. Like... You, or they you wouldn't just, be teaching long and that's yeah. what ends up happening and that unfortunately is I think yeah. you know like I'm probably getting rarer now yeah. that I'm in it for 20 years yeah. that people just do 5 or 6 years and go I can't do this anymore Right. actually burn out um, because it's tough yeah. it is really tough 
Yeah. Oh, but that's I know. why it's a vocation. You know, you do it because you love it and yeah. you want to do it. Yeah. In hindsight, like I look back, and maybe you think we weren't a nightmare. No, I, I thought you were like, maybe I just I've got the mixtures of like different lessons yeah, where yeah. we were nightmarish, but um, but if we weren't a nightmare, that that says something about like what you've prepared yourself yeah, for, maybe. I guess. But, um, <laughs> How bad could it be? <laughs> what do you think is like? What do you think is key for like longevity and happiness in teaching? Um, I do think work-life balance. Sure. I do think, you know, sense of humour always helps. <laughs> um, and also a bit of a reality check. Sure. That, you know, certainly with teaching other teachers, that I, I end up saying, and it's, you know, it's not suggesting that our boys are badly behaved, they're not, but I'm no. like, if you ever find yourself in a slanging match yeah. with someone, just remind yourself you're 40 and they're 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> cop yourself on and walk away. Because yeah. it's that bit that you just have to catch yourself, in a minute, like I do it in lessons, yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly ca- go, what are you doing? Because you're but, still the human being yeah, exactly. that would naturally you, argue with like yeah, an adult. But. Of course you wouldn't. You're like, they're, you know, he's obviously twice the size of me because I'm tiny. No. But I'm like, he's 14. Yeah. Stop and and you could easily just be, well, it's happened to me where they've just been like, get out. Yeah. And you're just like, all right. And you just freeze and you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. And you don't and think of anything. Yeah. But. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's a bit that you just, you know, yeah. get a Perspective, I think, is a fabulous <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to keep some. As an English um, teacher, yeah. word of the exactly. day, perspective. perspective. <laughs> Just, let's all have some perspective on everything we do. I think it's important. And because you teach English, yeah. although you ha- you've said you had a Kindle, I yeah. feel like you're the, the first person I've been like, I really, I have to ask you this. If you could only recommend one book for someone, what would you recommend? No, see. Because I probably will go and buy book. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, it's bizarre because I guess the different facets of my life, mm-hmm. what book would it be? So I remember, yeah. like, as a teacher, yep. and I remember distinctly. So I was at Hollyfield and I remember her and she was a fabulous student and I loved her dearly. And we had reading lessons. Sure. And this girl, Alex, was reading the book and I was like, what are you reading? Um, and it was a book called The Child the Child Called It or A Child Called okay. It, Dave Pelter. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, can I borrow it? You know, just, yeah. and I read it and I was like, oh, my God. And it was an amazing book and it was about... a it's a true story mm-hmm. about a kid who was abused and kind of overcame the abuse or whatever. And I was like, if any teacher needs to read any book, it's this. And yeah. I actually, I think the fact that I'd got it from a child sure. kind of made a difference. So it's yeah. one of those things that, you know, you never, you, n- none of his teachers knew he, he was horrifically abused. Right. None of his teachers knew. And then there was one person that kind of spotted it and then managed to help him and change his life. So it's one of those, that that's one of those books that for that moment as a teacher, then there's, you know, as an English teacher, like a kid's book. Yeah. So I love the Northern Lights trilogy oh, by okay. Philip Pullman. And I'm like, it's beautifully written. It's, you know, there's got allegories in it. It's fabulous. <laughs> read that. Um, so as an English teacher, everyone should read that. And yeah. then like, but my, I guess my favourite, favourite book mm-hmm. um, uh, is called Possessing the Secret of Joy okay. by Alice Walker. Right. Um, and I love that. And I, I, I just guess it's, it's got a bit of Africa in it, which is yeah, yeah. like part of my story. Sure. Um, it's kind of like a woman's yeah. development, which again is part of me. Yeah. So, you know, like, I think it's mean to say I can only have one book that I'd recommend. Okay, no, you, I'll give, <laughs> so. The, so my, there's three there. So we read, we read a lot with you. Yeah. But the one that I loved the most was, I'm going to, I'm going to completely destroy the, the title because it's That's a really fine. long title, but it's. The curious, curious incident, incident of, of the, the dog, dog in, in the, the night. Yeah. yeah. So you, we, we did that with you, and that was amazing. Um, and why did that resonate with you? Why? What made it amazing for you? Because it was the first time I'd learned about autism. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh god, like, I don't know if it was autism or Asperger's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no. yeah, but um, yeah. 
But I remember reading it and being like, wow, like, because it gave you a perspective of like a, a, a life I'd never ever thought yeah. of, especially at that age. I yeah, definitely yeah. weren't. So I remember reading that and being like, wow, this is amazing. And then at A level, I read Frankenstein. Yeah. I was a bit whatever, but I read In Cold Blood. Okay. That's what I did my, um, it's the Truman Capote one. Oh, okay, not and, right. he, and it's, they've done a film on Capote now, but it is, he's a journalist, it's a true story, and he, he goes out to like Kansas to investigate um, a double, like two killers killing a family. Mm. And that's what I did my A-level. It, we had to take a bit of that book and write, I can't even remember what I wrote on, but that was amazing. But the two books now, I would say, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Yes, I like um, that a lot. By, I think it's Mitch Alba. Yeah. Um, album. Yeah. Uh, and I've just read the new one he's released, and it's the next five people you meet in heaven. Oh, okay. I oh, my, know he's done another one. Oh my god. Yeah. He did Crying Tuesday on the train. With Mori as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so, it's just a great idea. So the second the second book is based on so it's the first book's based on the war vet. Oh, uh, okay. And it's the ending. I was like. Don't spoiler alert. No, 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 because no, that ending's so beautiful that I was like, right. oh my good lord. Um, See, but I think that's the beauty, like the, not being funny. Yeah. There will be some people that won't read or will read nonfiction and won't sure. ever go, that's beautiful or whatever. Yeah. And to hear somebody go, this is amazing, this is, that's why, you know, that's yeah. why I love my subject. Oh, yeah. It, There's so many things that you can just go, this is amazing, you need to read this and blah, blah, blah. I've got a book in my bag that you might want. What is it? Um, Show me, Shelley. It's called... A Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankl. Mm. And you can have it. Oh, I'll totally take that. Um, it is about a guy that was in Auschwitz. Yeah. And he writes stories of hope. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Have no, it. I'm That's my I'm, gift for you. I would happily take this gift. It's, um, I love it. It's small font, but small book. So, so it kind of, you get the balance of... Because I just read um, the Auschwitz thing. I read... And it was something about dancing. Basically, mm-hmm. an Auschwitz survivor, and she she survived by dancing right. the Goebbels or whatever. It, and sure. it's just, you know, when you just read a book and go, I want this to be fiction, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. And it's frightening, but thank God this woman survived. And yeah. it's like, that's the bit. This it's, is um, my cousin's boss, uh, cousin, cousin's manager, read it in an airport on yeah. a layover. And she said, we would, I think she said she was in Miami, and she said, I was so like furious at this like six hour delay and I read that book and it she said immediately like perspective once yeah. again it just hit her and she was like wow I'm really complaining about some first yeah. world problems because they talk it's yeah it's like it's finding hope yeah in, in Auschwitz yeah. which is like and that's what I mean like it, it brings it back to that perspective that mm-hmm. you know you you can be having a really really terrible day yeah. and you can like in a moment of teaching and you can look over at a kid and go actually in perspective yeah it's not that bad anymore no like he said thank you yeah. like or, or do you know what I mean or I know unfortunately what his circumstances are and the very fact he's in the room with me yeah I've got this yeah do you know what I mean and I think mm-hmm. like perspective is I'm looking forward to reading this I'm yeah there you go it's yours no I love that thank um, you right so I'm going to get into the final four so <gasps> um, is there anything you would want to like shout out in terms of like stuff you've got going on of course if not you've not but... oh I don't do anything exciting no no, cool. No, it's fine. It's just I didn't want to... No. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm, me and you finished the podcast. And you'd yeah. be like, yeah, I'm doing and this great thing. Way, and I'm yeah. like, oh, God, I no, should have said actually, that. I'm, which I will probably get more excited about. I know it's only for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm taking on a new role next year. So Ooh. I've been head of English here for a while. Sure. Um, And I'll be honest, I was a bit like, 
like being head of English. It's just right. not my bag. I, like, sure. I love my job and I love managing people. Mm-hmm. So I've changed my role for next year. So I'm, Ooh. yeah, which is kind of exciting. I that is exciting. I haven't been able to get excited about it yet because I'm still head of English. But so I'm going to be lead practitioner for English. But I think it means I can oh. get more passion about what I do and go back to teaching teachers. And yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's snap. Only a that is, shout out, but no, yeah. but that is great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah, so there's my shout out to myself. Well yeah. done, me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask the final four questions. These are the deep ones, I the know. philosophical ones. Um, yeah, what I haven't said on the podcast is that Miss Rosie is the only person I know that would get the questions I said. I get really and, excited and, and make some notes. Yeah, and annotate them. Yeah. So absolutely fabulous, and I love it very much. And it's, yeah, it's just so symbolic of why I wanted to speak to you. <laughs> it's like so the food. sad is <laughs> No, I love it so much. Okay, the first one. Um, what's one thing that you're proud of? Um genuinely thinking that I might have made a difference and the very fact listening to you yeah you've suggested that I have like, yes you have I mean? so yeah. that's the bit that I you know go back to the the power for good and evil but if if you can have just made a difference for one person and make them believe in themselves or mm-hmm. you know that's that's why I would hope teachers go into teaching yeah so if I and you you verbalised that I've maybe done that for you yeah no you so, have yeah, no, that's, for me for sure I'm proud if I've made a difference for anyone brilliant yeah I love it. In your opinion, what do you believe is the meaning of life? I loved this question when I read it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is the meaning of life? Um, and I came, it's so lame, but I came up with happiness in whatever form that is, you know, appreciation of the smallest things. So like I say, you know, we're sat here and obviously you can't see, but the sun is kind of shining down. And if you're having a bad day and you just look up and go, if that's the only positive positive I can take from today, that moment of that sun bursting in through the window, you know, that's what I'll be happy about. I'll forget all the stuff that went before. And so I think the only way you can make any meaning to any life is to find happiness in the smallest things. And those things might be massive, or they may be tiny, because I think that's human nature, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, happiness is my thing. I love it very much. If you could give my listeners one piece of life advice, what would it be? Um... Be true to yourself. Simple as that. Yeah, love it. Yeah, big fan. (laughs) Right, this one I've got to read. And I always, um, yeah, I've said that on every single one. I think that's becoming my catchphrase on there. Um, Many years into the future, your time as Miss Mosley is coming to an end. Don't be sad. (laughs) Um, the The person closest to you can only describe you and your life in one sentence. What would you hope that would be? See, I was saying this to you earlier. I literally, when I when I got the questions through, I was with my best friend. She's known me since I was three. And I was like, what are you going to say at my funeral? She looked horrified and pointed out she wouldn't say a word to me. Um, and I was like, actually, and it's, it's, I don't know. I kind of think, I guess, my notion of my advice, that I would love somebody to stand up and say she was true to herself. Yeah. For good or bad, but, you know, she was true to herself in everything she did. I love it. And there's no better way than finishing a <laughs> podcast. Thank you for your time, miss. I really appreciate Not it. Not at all. Thank you. Bye.